stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey, what's up? This is Sierra Madre. This is Dryden. This is Robbie. And we're we're Blooming Fire. Fire. We're falling with G-Man into the void. Well, hey there, hello there, and happy October, bats and ghouls. Welcome to another episode of Into the Void, the podcast that talks about anything and everything paranormal. I am your ghost host with the most G-Man, and for this episode, we have a real treat for you, listener. That's right, no tricks here, just treats, along with a very special guest. But before we introduce our special Mr. Guest, I'd like to take this opportunity to give a big thank you to you, listener. Yes, thank you. You are the reason why we continue to do what we do. Your support has made an impact to this show. To be precise, we have reached over 500 followers on our Instagram page with nothing but positive comments. And for that, on behalf of all of us here on Into the Void, we thank you. That sound means let's keep the gratitude train rolling by giving a big shout out to Prism Haunted House. Located in beautiful Mission Viejo, California, Prism Haunted House is a home haunt which offers the latest in projection mapping, movie quality special effects, and terrifying live monsters with consideration for keeping the community safe their open air and socially distant show keeps their guests spread apart and comfortable because at prism haunted house they care about your scare believe me for this event you will not be able to look away as one guest's nightmares become your own be sure to visit their website prismhauntedhouse.com that's prismhauntedhouse.com Dot com. And of course, what kind of podcast would this be without a word from our sponsor for this episode? As it looks like the pandemic will be going into overtime, it seems to be a good idea to stock up on face masks. And while you're in the market, be sure to head on over to Tiny Sea Crafts on Instagram and pursue their extensive inventory. You can also check out their Facebook page or visit their website, tinyccrafts.etsy.com to make your purchase. You can also follow their hyperlink on Instagram to get to their Etsy page to make your purchase. Also, be sure to read the details for each item for important information. With a design for every season and style, there is sure to be something you'll love. Tiny Sea Crafts expertly creates fashionable, eye-catching face masks at a sensible cost for children and adults. Tiny Sea Crafts has so many different prints, there is bound to be something for everyone. Just go to Instagram and visit tiny underscore C underscore crafts to find your mask today. That's tiny underscore C underscore crafts. Welcome back, listener. Now, I believe it's time for me to introduce our ever-exuberant co-hosts. So without further ado... Let us welcome a man who makes the ghosts shake and headstones quake. Bats and ghouls, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, and all-around great human being, Renee the International Harvester Bravo. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was good. That was a lot. <laughs> I, was, I was like thinking, I'm like, wait, is he introducing strangers? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big one for that me. That was a big yeah. one. <laughs> you know, Renee, uh, Halloween is right around the corner. It is. Do you plan on doing anything this year, uh, even with the whole uh, COVID restrictions? As uh, No, actually, because I'll be working on that day. Ah, okay. I'll be here at the store. I'm trying to think of a costume to wear. It's uh, torn between either uh, Bro Thor. Bro Thor from Endgame. Okay, and when he's all like in his like Crocs and like his oh, sweater. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. there's, oh, there's okay. A wig. Or there's a inflatable Han Solo and Carbonite that I can just kind of like put in front oh, of me. Oh, dude, how like great that. would that be? Yeah, just here at the shop. People walk that. in and they're like, "Hey, look! How- oh, wow! Hey, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, I like that." And now, bats and ghouls, please welcome back and back to back to the back to the studio a man who can play the kazoo better devil himself, the strange one. Hey, hey, listener, welcome back to the show. It's uh, great to be here. And, uh, well, listener, we are currently trying to dip and dodge this fly that's in here, trying to avoid a Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah. Robert, seriously. <laughs> this thing is just flying around. Let's hope it doesn't land on my head during the debate. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy October, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> now, gents, before we get to our main event, I have a burning question to ask you. Mm-hmm. If you can... Pick one thing about October this year that you like. What would it be? For me, it would have to be watching, like, scary movies all month long. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Are we talking, like, marathon That's of fun. scary movies? Yeah. No, if anything, watching one, one mo- at least one scary movie a day. For the whole month or okay. two or, you know, as much as you can. Like, yeah. That's for me. It gives me an excuse to watch horror movies. Nice. All, every day. It's a good goal. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Is there any specific horror movie that you are actually looking forward to watching this Halloween season? I don't even know. There's like with everything that's going on, there's no new mm. movies coming out. Right. If anything, it's the able to chant. Uh, it's the ability to watch certain horror movies I haven't seen yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what about you, Strange One? Let's see. Well, my favorite thing, well, generally my favorite thing overall is just the overall creativeness that we have with the community. Uh, being able to find different ways of having costumes. I like to see what, what people come up with or even mm-hmm. their decorations, oh, yeah. uh, you know, haunted houses. So it is really something that um, Prism Haunted House uh, is, is has this event because, you know, it's, it's great to see what, we can do with what we have. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. I like to see what the creativeness of uh, our local communities can do. I like what you say about the creativeness um, because of the fact that, like you said, Prism Haunted House, they're doing their thing. We've got uh, 1870 Haunt Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're doing their own thing with, uh, instead of walking through, people are driving by and taking a look at their haunt. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you've got the Haunted Hayride this year. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. changed it up too. So personally for me, um, it's the fact, that, like you said, Strange, when everyone's being very creative this this Halloween season, mm-hmm. finding new ways to keep the scare going mm-hmm. and new ways to keep the spirit of Halloween alive. I love that. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because of zombies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep it alive. You mean, un- you mean undead. Definitely G-Man. more yeah. undead. Keep it undead. Yeah, let's keep it undead as opposed to alive this Halloween season. Or as Deadpool will say, non-dead. non-dead. <laughs> well, gentlemen... I said it last season, and I might be a little late on it this time around, but pumpkin spice is back in season. That's nice. Mm. <laughs> now, last time I, I questioned, I had actually asked a question that brought up a very unusual discussion. So I thought I'd ask it again. Okay. How far is too far 
when it comes to pumpkin spice. Oh, man. Well, there's the line right there, and <laughs> we'll find out how far it's too far <laughs> yeah. in just a moment. I don't know. I mean, I've seen pumpkin spice go as far as like ice cream and stuff like that. Right. To me, that's like, right. okay, yeah. I think, I think that's right. the line. That's, yeah, ice cream. That's, that's it. The line. <laughs> that's it, all right? After that, you can't go any further. Yeah. Or can you? Now, the reason I ask this mm. is that I've come, I've come to discover, again, two products that have got to be some of the most ridiculous products I've found so far. Pumpkin toothpaste and pumpkin spice deodorant. Now, there's a website known as WideOpenEats.com has come out with a list of, it's a list called the 15 ridiculous products that have taken pumpkin spice too far. Mm -hmm. A company by the name of Breath Palette has created a toothpaste that tastes like, and I kid you not, pumpkin pudding. <laughs> oh, man. I've got I've got Renee and the strange uh, one stunned here right yeah. now. Now, <clears throat> if that wasn't enough, another company known as Native has come up with a deodorant with the scent of, and you guessed it, pumpkin spice latte. Just, just, oh, how dare they? Just buy a candle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I don't need that in a travel way. Like, <laughs> no, it's obviously it's no surprise that October is that time of month where pumpkin spice makes its way to almost everything, you know? So what do you guys think? Would you try these products out? I will buy them just to have it. Okay. You know? Just kind of like, look what they did. You, know? like, you think I'm lying, but I have it right here. You, you know, like a Peter Griffin would grind my gears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually very fond of pumpkin spice myself. Yeah. Um, it, I know that, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> you can like what you like. I just, I can't do it. Dun, although dun, although dun. once <laughs> in a blue moon, I will get like a pumpkin spice thing, but that's like once every two or three years. Is that, is that this is what I okay. have in my hand? right now I was gentlemen just ask that is a uh, venti pumpkin uh with soy actually because i can't have milk but oh, really yeah i'm lactose that. intolerant oh yeah that. but I like uh, i do have a pumpkin spice i don't know if you can hear this a pumpkin spice uh a drink okay. from uh our local starbucks is it good it is delicious okay it's a cold brew though oh yeah but now as far as deodorant goes <laughs> and toothpaste yeah like can you imagine like wearing that all day. At the end of the day, you smell like <laughs> pumpkin spice in your own still mouth. Or like, what if you go to the gym and you're working out hard and then you gotta go put deodorant on? Oh. And people are like, "Hey, man, uh, smells like pumpkin spice in here. What's this all about?" Oh, it's I a have bit right. Angry with Starbucks now. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you think that's tough, you should check out my pumpkin toothpaste. Pumpkin toothpaste. That is insane. No, thank you, sir. No, thank you. <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. Well, what say you, bats and ghouls? Is this something you would try? Have you ever tried it? Or are there any other pumpkin spice products you would try? If so, leave us a comment on our social media pages with your responses. We are really curious yeah, to know if I anybody. Know if people want more of this or. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, gentlemen, I believe it is time. We get to our main event for this episode, but before we do, Here's another word from our sponsor for this episode. Hey, strange one. What's up, Renee? I'm getting kind of bored with my run-of-the-mill face mask. I don't know. You're the guy to ask, where can I get my hands on a really cool and fresh mask? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Have you heard of Tiny Sea Crafts? Tiny Sea Crafts? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. So get this. Tiny Sea Crafts has a huge inventory of handmade, cotton, double-layered, rolled hem face masks with filter pockets. And not only that, since you want to spice up your mask collection, 
they have tons, tons of prints. That seems interesting. I'll have to take a look. I was just browsing through their inventory myself. They have so many styles to choose from. I really like all the different Halloween designs. You know how much I love Halloween. Yeah, I do. So they have a bunch of Halloween theme masks, huh? They do. But not only Halloween, they craft masks for every season. Not to mention all the special prints like superheroes and sports teams. They can also make a special print if you have something in mind. Wow, sounds like Tiny Seacrafts might have what I'm just looking for. So where do I go to get my gear? You can find them on Facebook under Tiny Seacrafts, Instagram at tiny underscore C underscore crafts, or their website, tinyseacrafts.etsy.com. And don't forget to read the details under each item for information on their product. Awesome, I'm gonna check them out right now. Not so fast, we still have a show to run. All right. But listener, while you're listening to our show, why not mosey on over to one of Tiny Seacraft's pages and take a gander at their selection. I'm sure you'll find a mask you'll love. Just be sure to visit them on their Facebook page under Tiny Seacraft's Instagram at tiny underscore C underscore crafts or their website, tinyseacrafts.etsy.com. Well, bats and ghouls, as I stated earlier, it's officially October, which means Halloween is now just around the corner and two blocks away. Yes, Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, that time of season when children and adults alike show their creativity in displaying their disguises from the lurking spirits of the night. Yes, the costumes and candy make their way to the shelves of your local Walmart, Target, supermarkets, and Halloween stores. However, this year has taken an unforeseen turn on us making Halloween feel quite different this year. Due to the lasting effects of COVID-19, adaptation seems to be the standing theme of this year's treasured evening. Many Halloween haunt attractions have had to adapt to a new way of scares and celebration. Not Scary Farm has their taste of Halloween, and the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride has also found a way to adapt. But there is still something that many individuals and families have been wondering Will the tradition of trick-or-treating happen this year? Many cities have issued guidelines for trick-or-treating. Many suggest that drive-through trick-or-treating as a viable option, but many areas prohibit door-to-door or trunk-or-treating. Because of this, many people are rumored to be opting out of this year's early night venture, and who can blame them? But what do you do for Halloween when you and your family have been so affected by this pandemic. Well, giving back seems to be the theme for today's episode. So I ask you, listener, have you ever heard of anyone giving back on Halloween? You know, Thanksgiving is traditionally known for people donating unopened canned and dried goods uh, to their local food drives. During the Christmas season, meals are fed to the homeless and Santa is standing on the corner ringing a bell for the Salvation Army and the fire department hosts their toys for tots. But what about Halloween? Well, what if I told you there was a way to give back during the Halloween season? Well, that's exactly what our special guest is doing for this Halloween season. He has found a way to give back to people who have been affected by this pandemic and more. The Halloween Fun Packs Project, a nonprofit project whose goal is to provide free packs of candy or non-candy treats to children and families who have been affected by COVID-19. 
Well, I am happy to announce that we have on the phone with us today from Millsboro, Delaware, Bats and Ghouls, please welcome Mr. Jason Rhodes. Hey, hey, Jason, welcome to the show. Super happy to have you on here, sir. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. And I, I just want to say one thing. If we're talking about giving back this Halloween, let's go ahead and give back the pumpkin spice toothpaste. Oh, thank, you. Hey. thank you. I was thinking the same thing, Jason. I was on the same page. <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into it, shall we? Yeah. So this pandemic has taken a real hit on our social life and even our Halloween traditions. Please, if you could share with us, what have you done or have been doing to ensure you have the best Halloween possible this year? Sure. Well, it actually goes back a little more than a decade. Uh, so I was a member of the uh, JCs in Salisbury, Maryland for uh, a good long time, about a decade and a half. And one of the projects I started with them was called Treat Treat, which was a table-to-table trick-or-treating event that just really blossomed into a, a big community block party. We won some national mm-hmm. awards, uh, and, and that got started when the um, – when the uh, local paper ran a story about how fewer parents were taking their kids trick-or-treating in the area because mm-hmm. they were concerned about crime at the time. Fortunately, they've turned a lot of that around. Wow. Since. But it remains it remains a great tradition. And I just found out a couple days ago that the uh, organization, which has kept it going since I've been gone, uh, is is converting to the drive through trick-or-treating method that you spoke about. So uh, that's how the whole giving back on Halloween got started for me. Now, something else I enjoy doing is at my own house, I usually make Halloween packets to give out every year, and they all have different themes. This year, it's going to be a monster election where, you know, you get a little campaign box that says vote for Frankenstein for president or Wolfman oh, for president. Oh, that's brilliant. That is really cool. That works. Yeah. And it's it's got candy and, and stickers, and I usually design all the stuff that goes into it. And it's hard to get the kids to take it because they're like, this is not a candy bar. <laughs> right. But, yeah. You know, once, once they figure it out, you know, the, the, the repeaters are like, Oh, this is cool. Uh, <laughs> so, so last year, uh, around the Halloween season, I saw something on Facebook, uh, and there was a, uh, child who was critically ill and it wasn't make a wish, but it was an organization like make a wish. Uh, his wish was to get, uh, a record number of cards and letters for whatever state he was in. And I don't remember the state. Uh, but I said, well, yeah, I'd like to contribute to that. But instead of just doing a card or a letter, maybe I can do a mailable fun pack. And so I did. I took last year's Halloween theme, which was dinosaurs, and, and converted it into a new design for a uh, flat mailable box. And then this year when COVID-19 came along, you know, first we said, well, you know, this this, this will be gone in six weeks. And then, well, you know, okay, so it, it kind of ruined Easter, but it'll be gone for Mother's Day. And I said, well, Mother's Day is kind of out the window. So it, it started to become apparent by the end of May that this pandemic was, was going to ruin a lot more than we initially thought way back in February and March. Right, uh, When yeah. we were first, first making the preparations. So I started thinking about, well, you know, I know how to make mailable fun packs now. If kids can't trick-or-treat door-to-door, what about setting up some sort of trick-or-treating by mail? Oh, that's smart. And that's how the fun, Halloween fun pack project came about. That is so smart, Jason. You know, um, I have been talking about this Halloween fun packs project for a while, actually, on our social media uh, with my team here. And uh, they, I got to say, we are all very impressed with this idea that you had of, of giving out these Halloween fun pack uh, these fun packs uh, by mailing them as opposed to giving them out to uh, to children, uh, you know, at, at the front porch. It's really such a smart, smart idea. We really commend you on that. It's bravo, sir. Bravo. Oh, thank you. You know, Jason, um, 
it's no surprise that when the, the, the stay at home order was initiated, many people were forced to come up with ways to stay busy and entertained, uh, whether it was helping kids with their online homework or online schoolwork or Zoom meetings, uh, which is what I'm doing right now um, and much more. What uh, now? I know you're working on this Halloween fun packs project, but what else are you doing to keep yourself busy during this uh, whole crazy pandemic? Well, I'm I'm working from home and have been since March, and that's been a a new experience. But not I work in public relations, and I uh, all everybody in my office is already set up to work at home in the event of an emergency. Okay, so now every day is an emergency. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, you're, you know, we mentioned the Halloween Fun Packs project quite a few few times here. So I want to ask uh, the Halloween Fun Packs project. How did this come about? I know you said that you had um, you were passing out Halloween candy uh, throughout the years, and you were passing out uh, these these packs, uh, uh, which is again really really smart. But what I mean, did you were you like did you did you wake up one morning? Uh, and the pandemic happened and you were like, this is what I need to do. Or was this kind of like a trial by error or was this slowly planned out? How did this all come about? Well, it really all kind of goes back to, again, my time in the JCs. Okay. Uh, late May, early June was when I would start fundraising for my uh, JCs Halloween event, Treat Street. Uh, and I've been out of the JCs for about a year now. And it's been a couple of years since I actually ran Treat Street because I passed it on, uh, sort of passed on the torch. So other people were running it by the time that I, uh, left the organization. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, I always get the itch around late May, early June, thinking about Halloween, thinking about Halloween. I'm so glad and I'm not the only just, one who gets I, an itch on that, by the way. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was thinking about, you know, Halloween and, you know, what happens if we, if I can make the, the packets to give out this Halloween. And, you know, I, I uh, graphic design is a hobby of mine. And I would say that 80% of, the graphic design that I do is Halloween based. Uh, so it was, it was just coming up with, um, with ideas. And the more ideas I came up with, the, the more I thought, you know, it would be a shame not to do something with this. Yeah. And, and so the Halloween fun pack project came about. That's beautiful. Um, how would you say that this project differs from the other seasonal donation programs that are out there? Like what makes this stand apart? <laughs> Well, usually when you, you mentioned some examples earlier, you go and volunteer at a uh, Thanksgiving event. You give money to the Salvation Army. Uh, again, with the JCs, we uh, always have gone out and taking uh, children in need Christmas shopping uh, in, in uh, early December. You know, and, and that that really feeds your soul. And um, but you don't always get to see the goodness that happens. You know, if you donate to the Salvation Army. You know, you know you're doing good, but you don't get to see that you're doing good. You know, when you take uh, when you, when you buy Christmas presents for kids, you know you know they're getting around Christmas. You know they're going to be overjoyed, but you don't get to see that. Right. Uh, with the Halloween Fun Pack project, and this is this is I guess kind of selfish on my part. Uh, the parents are telling me, "Oh, this is so great. Oh, this you know trick or treating is not happening in our area this year, and I just can't believe I found this thing that." is going to make everything better or at least a little better. Yeah. And, and that to me is, you know, on, on my end, what makes it different, what makes it different to the recipient? Uh, first of all, I think that the parents are leaving this a secret for a lot of their kids. So they're going to be surprised. You know, kid, I, I don't know about anybody else. When I was a kid, I liked getting mail. Oh yeah. So not only are you getting mail, but you're getting mail that has candy in it. That, yeah. You know, when you can't trick or treat. So it's, it's the trifecta of, of wonderful kid stuff. You know, um, 
you're talking about mailing candy, uh, and I'm I'm curious. A lot of candy these days melt, um, you know, inside packaging and everything. So, what exactly, like, do you, what kind of candy would would kids be receiving that wouldn't be, uh, you know, melting all all inside the packet? Sure. Well, it, not only does it not have to melt, but it's got to be semi-flat so that it can go into the mailer. Right. Uh, so those are the parameters. So we have uh, uh, Pop Rocks. They're getting some Fruit Strike gum. And somebody online said, you know, the flavor on those don't last. And I said, well, that's why they're getting two pieces. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and then they're, they're getting an Airhead. So it's not a lot of candy, but it's, it's some candy. And yeah. then they're getting a bunch of Halloween goodies, stickers and trading cards. Uh, and again, a lot of this stuff was stuff that I designed myself. So they're not going to be able to get this outside of the project. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said that they're getting trading cards. Um, the artist that made the cards, he's actually uh, from California, correct? Uh, we Well, the cards that are going to the fun packs are cards that I designed. Okay. Uh, but we, we, we had a ton of... Um, sketch card artists step up and either donate or, or uh, give it greatly reduced cost uh, artwork uh, for sketch cards that they had done. And uh, a lot of those are going out as incentives to our donor. Okay. So how can people uh, who want to participate sign up for this program? Well, based on the number of donations we've received so far, registration is currently closed. Uh, if, if we get more donations, we can add some more packs, uh, but the time is getting pretty short the the packs are going in the mail next week oh, wow. and then anything after that as far as donations uh you know we, we would have to uh to add on uh during the week or two leading up to halloween so it's okay. still possible but uh but time is really running out on that and um whether so whether they want to uh, donate or receive one of these fantastic packs you said that the registration is pretty much closed up though yeah but, okay. but if they want to be put on a wait list uh, and obviously, we're still taking donations. They can go right on our website, HalloweenFunPack.com, uh, and click that we've got a couple donate buttons. All of them will take you to the right place. Uh, as far as receiving, we are uh, putting together a wait list. So if anybody hasn't signed up and um, wants to, they can email HalloweenFunPack at gmail.com, and we'll put them on the wait list. That doesn't guarantee you a fun pack, but then if we get more donors and are able to uh, print more because that's the other thing we we have deadlines with our printer. Um, then uh, we will we will get those fun packs out uh, in the order that those are received. Okay, well that sounds like gentlemen. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. You know, I, I can I can recognize it's a lot of work that you're putting in, and it's really appreciated. At the very most, what I would say is it's inspirational. Uh, you know, to all you listeners who are listening out there, you know, maybe take a little bit of a uh, example, if anything, and. Maybe we can get together and do something more for our, for our local communities. And uh, Jason, you're a big inspiration for for starting this out. It's it's great to hear uh, that you and other people like you and with your with your project are doing this for for the people of uh, the United States. It's it's great. It's fantastic. No, and I'm glad to hear it. And you know, you mentioned it, it is a national project, uh, which uh, sometimes when I do the local interviews, they don't quite get. They say, "Well, well, how are you going to make sure that all these go to people in you know Millsboro?" And, well, that's not what this is. Um, we have um, fun packs registered in 19 states so far, and uh, I will say that a lot of them are coming from uh, Los Angeles area because it's the big announcement that went out that trick or treating was going to be banned, and then that kind of got rolled back to not banned, but. Um, but uh, disapproved of. Uh, and then there's also a community out in Kentucky where trick-or-treating isn't happening this year. And those were two of the first areas that announced. 
and parents started going online to find alternatives and, and discovered us that way. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that announcement about trick-or-treating being canceled was yeah. such a bummer out here. And everywhere I can imagine there was just uh Across the country, you know, I, I do imagine there are those few people like, oh, I don't have to worry about that this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah. Like no one's coming to my door. But, uh, you know, it's great. As I mentioned, too, what I look forward to is uh, just the the how people can come up with different types of ideas. I love it when people make their own costumes and put things together. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, I was Zorro in the third grade. Nice. Uh, at second grade. And um, my, my mom made me that costume. It was, it was fun. I was really excited. So to see that now, even now with, with more creative people out there putting things together, it's, it's really something to see. So, um, uh, to everybody who who's out there participating, it's great that you know we can see see that uh, thanks to people like you, Jason, that we're there are still people moving forward and there's still creativeness out there. Yeah, and, and that's been really fun for me. You know the the uh, the mailing and the postage and the folding and the, the gluing. That part hasn't been as fun, but designing <laughs> the stuff and then and then having it come to fruition that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Jason, this is G-Man here. Um, I wanted to ask you, this is actually a question that I don't have on my list of questions here. Um, one, are you going to be dressing up this year? And two, what are you going to be this year? I don't usually dress up, but I have uh, Halloween pins and, you know, Halloween shirts and things like that that I usually wear. Oh, nice. Uh, and, and again, that uh, yeah, I keep going back to my time in the JCs. The first couple of years we did our event, I dressed up and then... Uh, by the second year, it, it, it kind of dawned on me that the volunteers, when they needed something, couldn't find me because I was dressed, you know, in costume. So from then on, I just wore an organization shirt with a name badge. and Everybody knew who I was. So, yeah, I don't dress up uh, handing out candy at home anymore. But, you know, I, I certainly dress in the Halloween spirit. Awesome. That's great. So, Jason, there is something we have come to ask each of our guests, given the theme of our show. And as you know, we are a paranormal uh, podcast and so um have you had any paranormal experiences i have not personally had any paranormal experiences that i'm aware of uh but my father actually is an amateur folklorist and uh has over the years collected different ghost stories from uh, my hometown in maryland wow so oh. i i can I can't share a personal paranormal experience, but I'd be happy sharing a couple of those. Yes, please. We would love to hear this. This is, this is great. Yeah. All ears here. Sure. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of ghost stories and then I'll tell you a, a ghost story with a twist ending. Oh, okay. So, let me, uh, get my popcorn. Let me get popcorn going here. I got my uh, Starbucks, uh, pumpkin spice latte drink. Uh, and, uh, before we start, David, can I get some mood music, please? All right. Well, uh, the, the first story that I'm going to tell uh, allegedly happened to my uh, a relative of my father's next door neighbor. His name was uh, Lloyd McCready. And uh, all these stories happened in, in or around Crisfield, Maryland, which is a very small town on the eastern shore. Uh, but at one time, it was the second largest town in Maryland because that's where all the boats were registered, because that's where all the seafood harvest took place. So, uh, and that comes into play in, in, into one of these stories. Uh, but so this, this man, Lloyd McCready, uh, lived next door to an ice cream stand. So, you know, every time he passed the ice cream stand, he'd look and see if there were any ice cream wrappers in the ditch. And the guy that ran the stand did a pretty good job clearing out the ditch. But it was just force of habit. 
So uh, he was also a card nut. Loved to go play cards, and his wife wanted him to stop. Said, you know, cards are the devil's game, and he's yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm going out to play cards. So went over to his friend's house to play cards. The four men sitting around the table, and uh, so he got lucky. He won the first hand that night, and uh, but he won it with uh, four uh, kings. But okay, well that's. That's pretty cool. And uh, he said, well, and I've also got an ace, and it was the ace of spades. And somebody said, oh, well, you know, you got to watch out. Spades are the devil's hand. And they all had a good laugh. So they played another hand. He won again. And this time, he had a uh, flush of spades. <laughs> so, okay, you, you won again. That's, you know, your good luck tonight. More spades. Ha ha, you know. <laughs> played a third hand. He got another straight off spades. And then it was like, okay, this is this is getting a little spooky now. <laughs> Played the fourth hand of the night. He got a royal flush off spades. And that's when they were like, yeah, no, maybe we should call this a night. <laughs> so, you know, he, he's feeling pretty good because he's, he's won all this money. So he goes home, you know, looks in the ditch like he always does for ice cream wrappers. What's the habit? But instead of seeing an ice cream wrapper or, or a black of ice cream wrapper, he's a vision. And the vision is the devil sitting around with four men in shackles playing cards. Oh. And uh, it, it's very clear the devil's won. You know, he's got all his chips in front of him. And uh, so the, the guy goes out of his mind. You know, he hasn't been drinking. Runs to his wife and uh, says, you'll never believe what I just saw. And so his, his wife gets spooked. And they go back and look. And, you know, his wife doesn't see the devil. But it, it's very clear something has been in the ditch. So... He says, uh, she says, you, you got to get rid of this money. That's, it's the devil's money. You got to get rid of it. So they go find the, uh, the preacher of the local church, knock on his door at midnight or, or thereabout. He answers the door. They wake him up, hand over all the money to the church. They know, you can't wait till tomorrow. Can't wait till Sunday morning. It, it's got to be now. So go back home and uh, tell him he's got to come back and consecrate this ditch, and, and which he apparently later did, if, if the uh, story holds water. So on the way home, they look in the ditch one more time, and they don't see any ice cream wrappers. This time, they see playing cards all torn up, except for the royal flush of spades, which is laying in the ditch with burn marks at the bottom. Ooh. Yeah. And they said that, uh, you know, not only did he not play cards again, he also didn't buy ice cream from that stand anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. That was really good. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. Like that too. Yeah. And again, it's supposedly a true story. It, it's hard to say, but it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll say. I'll say. Oh, wow. Uh, so, Jason, I believe you have one more story that you'd like to tell us. It's, it's a story that's actually been passed down through my family. So it was the uh, the late 30s, and in this little town of Crisfield, you know, it, it, right now the town has a population of about 2,500 people. Back then, it was a little bigger, and they had all kinds of dance halls. This was just before World War II, and during World War II, the dance halls became all the rage because that's when the men from the uh, Naval Training Station, you know, some miles down the road, that's where they would come on the weekends. So all of the, uh, all the girls in town would go and they would uh, dance with the soldiers, and everybody had a great time. Well, there were these two girls, and they, they didn't have a lot of money. You know, it's still the end of the Great Depression. And um, so they wanted to impress the men at the dance hall, so they needed corsages. Well, 
they had to pass the cemetery on the way to one of the to their favorite dance hall. And uh, they figure, well, you know, these people are dead. They're not going to mind if, you know, we take a couple of their flowers. Mm. So they kind of got into the habit of cutting through the cemetery and picking a couple of flowers. And those are the corsages for the night. <laughs> well, one night they uh, they went through and they were, you know, picking out their corsages off the grave. And a ghost jumps out of the ditch and says, what are you doing taking flowers off my grave? Well, they never made it to the dance hall that night. You know, they ran straight home, you know, didn't tell a soul about it, you know, until many years later. And then they were like, you know, it was, you know, we saw a ghost. It was a real ghost. Well, eventually the jig was up because many, I mean, we're talking maybe 20 years down the road. Uh, finally, somebody admitted, you know, I knew you were stealing those flowers. And, you know, I told you not to steal those flowers. So I did something about it. So, <laughs> you know, I put a sheet over my head and jumped out of the ditch that night and told you not to steal the flowers anymore. <laughs> and the reason I know that story is true is because the ghost was my grandmother. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well done. That was good. Oh, could you imagine your grandmother doing that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow. That was good. I like that. <laughs> one. She, was, she, she was a lot younger then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Jason, that was fantastic. Yes, Thank was. you so much. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think that about covers. Uh, everything for this episode um, Jason though before we before we go um, I wanted to ask you uh, where can uh, I know you said there was a waiting list so where can people go to sign up to be on the waiting list for the Halloween fun pack they can send an email to halloweenfunpack at gmail.com or if they want more information about the uh, project itself they can go to www.halloweenfunpack.com perfect that is perfect. Well, Jason, again, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really, truly appreciate you and your time that you've, uh, you know, you've done to combat the challenges towards Halloween because of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Glad to do it. And thank you for being a supporter. This was great. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for another episode of Into the, Into the Void. But before we go, gentlemen, do you know what time it is? Tool time. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's time for one last word from our sponsor for this episode. Looking for a new mask to help stay safe this Halloween season? Well, Tiny Sea Crafts has just the mask for you. With their wide variety of masks for children and adults, there's something for everyone. From Star Wars to the NFL to the Avengers to Batman, they've got it. If not, they can put together a print of your choice. Just DM them for the details. Looking for something to go with the Halloween season? They've got it. Not to mention a design to go with any of the seasons. Just be sure to visit one of Tiny Sea Crafts' pages and check out their selection. I'm sure you will find a mask you'll love. You'll find them on their Facebook page under Tiny Sea Crafts. Instagram at Tiny underscore C underscore crafts or their website, tinyccrafts.etsy.com. Well, listener, if you've enjoyed what you heard here and would like to know more about the show or follow us on any of our social media pages, then go and tap the like or follow button. Check us out on Facebook at pod paranormal 87, Instagram at void podcast, 18 Twitter at nightwing silver. Be sure to check out our website into the void That's into the void pod. 
patreon.com. And also, if you'd like to support the show, be sure to join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash into the void. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me. Once again, I am your ghost host with the most G-Man, and I got to deal with this fly in the freaking studio. So until then, I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. <laughs>